Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I want to welcome us this morning to our Thanksgiving and testimony service. And I know that God has received our worship. God has received our praise. And as we continue in this service, expect showers of blessings. Expect showers of blessings. In Jesus' mighty name. Because of our time, I want to finish on time so that we can have a few testimonies. I will go straight into what God has laid on my heart this morning. And I want you to join me to go to the book of Ruth chapter 1. I will read from verse 19 to verse 22. Ruth chapter 1 from verse 19 to uh, verses 19 to through 22. God has a word for somebody this morning and I know that our word is coming this morning in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Ruth chapter 9, chapter 1 from verses 19 to 22. The Bible says, Now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the woman said, and the women said, This is Naomi. And the woman said, Is this Naomi? But she said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, bitterness. For the Almighty has dealt with me bitterly. In other words, God has given up on me. And the Bible says, she said further that I went out full. I left Nigeria full. I left my country full, hopeful, with full of expectations. And I have now returned again empty. Why do you come in Naomi? Since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me. People have left me. I've lost a lot. And Naomi returned and Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab. Now, they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the valley harvest. Father, we ask for your grace to come upon this world. We ask that spirit and life come upon this world. Let your word restore every lost hope in this service this morning in the name of Jesus. Let your word pump and infuse faith into every fainting heart in the name of Jesus. We ask that your word will raise the dead this morning. Will raise every dead marriage, every dead future, every dead dreams in the name of Jesus. Relationships that are broken, let your word mend them together in the name of Jesus. We ask that your word will give life to our dreams, will give purpose and direction to everyone that is at crossroad this morning in the name of Jesus. We command that the weak be strengthened. We command that the sick be healed. We command that the weary heart be encouraged. We command that everyone that is down this morning at your lowest point, we command a lifting coming for you. We command lifting coming from you. We command lifting coming from you. We receive grace this morning from your word, O oh Lord, for the journey. 
remaining two months in this year will receive grace for the journey. Grace to receive the promise. Grace to wait. Grace to continue to hold on to your covenant, O oh Lord. We ask that our eyes will be opened this morning to see the great promises, to see the great future, to see that you are not done without years, to see that you are still working, to know that you are coming for us. We ask that you will help us to see beyond the things that are stopping us. Help us to see beyond the rejection. Help us to see beyond the storm that is all around us. Help us to see Jesus. Help us to see help coming. Help us, oh Lord, this morning as we continue to receive an anointing that will turn the things that want to stop us, that will turn the things that want to defile us into the things that will make us stronger. Let that anointing come this morning to turn every obstacle into stepping stones. Lord, we ask this morning that you will give us grace to finish stronger and to finish according to your will. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Don't worry, if you don't get to hear the message, I'll preach the message, finish. Amen. This morning, I'll be sharing with us on the subject I titled, God is not done with you. I don't know who that word is for, but that is what God laid on my heart to share with us this morning. God is not done with you. Can you hear me preach to your neighbor this, this morning and say, God is not done with you. God is not done with you. I have something on my slide, number two, the slide two. I want you to preach it. I want you to confess it. And don't worry, when it's 12, I will try to round up. If I don't get to preach, you can help me preach the remaining. Amen. So can you start, can we start this morning by you helping me to preach? Yes, that's previous slide. That's, uh, yes. So if you see the red, you will shout it. You will say it with that stress. You will emphasize it. God is not done with me. God is not done with me. God is not done with me. I mean, God is not done with me. You don't get me. I mean, God is not done with me. No, maybe you don't get it. Can you point to pastor and say, God is not done with me. I know it is 11th hour. It is the 11th month. And maybe some of us, we have been exam more before. And the teacher will say, one hour to go. Two hours to go. Can you begin to round up? And what happens? You become agitated. Anxiety will just come from nowhere. You will just be scared that what is going to happen next. Dude, have I finished all the questions? Have I finished? Have I, am, I, am I ready to submit? That is when we, some of us, we have exams to write. We are still postponing it. Because we feel it is 11th hour. We feel we don't have enough time. How many of you have felt pressured before? How many of you have felt that time is against you before? That is what happens at the 11th hour. You feel that, oh, it's almost 12. Oh, my time is almost up. Oh, do I really have enough time to go through this? And God sent me to you this morning. If you are ever at any point when you feel pressured, when you feel you are at your 11th hour, when you feel that 
time is against you god sent me to tell you this morning that time might be against you but he is not done with you so many times at our 11th hour at our final hours we feel pressured we feel that time is almost up we feel that rush we feel that agitation that anxiety that will i ever make it how many of you have felt that you are running out of time maybe you have been delayed in any area of your life in marriage or in getting jobs you felt that you or your mate have gone ahead and time is not on your side thank god we are not in nigeria i see some adverts recently they will say you must have finish uh, you, you you should be between the age of 25 and 26 or 23 and 24 i'll be like this one that people are on, are on strike for <laughs> for how many years had that one to their age hallelujah so how many of you have felt that time is not on your side how many of you have felt that you are running against time you want to push to achieve this goal but january february march april may june july and here is november when will your time come how many of you have been asking yourself recently god where is your face how many of you have been wondering recently that is god against me or for me because sometimes some things happens in our lives that we wonder we question ourselves and say god are you really 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 there how many of you have come to a point in your life that you feel disappointed in yourself you feel you have let yourself down how many of you sometimes in your life you be like god i'm disappointed even in god yeah some people have been there they've asked themselves questions why am i still here god you have failed me i come with a good news for you this morning that god is not done with you how many of you you have feel disappointed in your career in your children your children are for your hand times that number you feel disappointed in your health it's failing in life generally and your questions is can i make it through this year can i make it through this night can i make it through this season 2022 is going and my goals are long the list is long but i've only achieved a little some of us who came to canada with high hope and expectations that things will happen so fast that pastors has prayed for us before we left home we said a big amen and with the event of things unfolding, you'll be like you are running out of time. I remember Sister Olaito when she was to go for her internship. And she asked, how many months? Maybe three months. First week, second week, third week, fourth week, she became reckless. She was like, will I ever graduate? How would this, if I don't do this, I won't graduate. I'll send mails to everybody that could help. My lecturers have prayed, I've received everything, but things just got delayed unnecessarily and you feel that time is against you i come to announce to you this morning that god told me to tell you that he is not done with you let's see what the bible says in philippians chapter 1 verse 6 the bible says philippians chapter 1 verse 6 i i read from the easy to read uh, translation the bible says and i am sure of this that he 
who began a good work in you will bring it to completion, will bring it to perfection, will bring it to a finishing point at the day of Christ. Listen, God has an appointed time for everyone. Your time is different from my time. My time is different from his time, is different from our time. And Apostle Paul is telling us here this morning that his confidence is sure that God, who started that good work, is able to finish it. And that is why I got the theme of our message for that God is not done with you. Whatever you are going through, whatever you feel pressured on, whatever the season, the hour of time that you are, if you are still living, if you are still here, it means God is not done with you. Somebody say, oh, I keep meeting disappointment, I keep meeting rejection, and the Holy Spirit told me one of the mornings when I was driving the children to school, that when you see a potter, when he's molding a clay, when he's molding a pot, whenever you see defect on that pot, it is not a sign of rejection. It is not a sign that the potter has finished. It is a sign that the potter has not finished work on you. When they were doing these things, each time I see stars on the wall, I'll be like, when will this be fixed? When will this be fixed? It is not a sign that the contractor has finished. It is a sign that the contractor has not finished working. When you see where you are seated, the floors are not the same. There are some transition in between. It is not a sign that pastor has forgotten. It is not a sign that the building committee has finished work. It is a sign there is more work to do. So if you see anything that is not working in your life this morning, if you see that job that has not come, if you see that promise that has not been fulfilled, if you are going through stuff that you feel, why is it only me? It is not a sign that you have forgotten. It is not a sign that there is no promise on your head. It is not a sign that God has slept on your case. It is a sign that God is still busy working on you. Can you hear me tell you say, God is not done with me. Say, now I know God is not done with me. Now I'm confident God is not done with me. If there is something that needs to be fixed in my life, it is a sign that God is busy working. Hallelujah. And one of the meaning that God is not done with me, what it means is that good news is coming. The Bible says that he that has begun a good work, 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 he will finish it. And when he finishes it, that is when you will see the good in the work that he's doing. You might not look like the good work now. You might not look like the miracle now. You might not look like the registered nurse now. You might not look like the landlord now. But good news is coming. Those good testimonies are coming. Wind of hope, wind of life is coming. Your expectations are still going to come to pass. And I come with the anointing of the Holy Spirit this morning to declare that this year your good news will come. This year you will hear good news. This year you will hear good news. This year God will perfect all that concerns you, concerns your health, concerns your family, concerns your job. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in, Re- in Romans chapter 8 verse 28, we all know that scriptures. The Bible says God causes everything. 
The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good to two categories of people or in two times. The first time, to those who are loved by God and to them who are called according to his purpose. That means when we go through life, something happens to us because God loved us. And that is why you got a job. You are just barely two months in Canada and you have changed job twice. It's because God loves you. It is because you are loved. But sometimes, God also allows some things to happen to us not only because he loved us, but because he has called us. So many of us, we don't like that second part. We just want things to be happening like easy, like easy, like easy. But when you are beyond love by God, when you are called, you want God to allow some things on his own will to happen to you. Jesus was loved. It was Jesus not loved by God. He was his beloved. And he came by miracle. But because he was called, he had to go through some unpleasant situations. Some of us, the reason why we are going through hell, the reason why we are going through all the whatever we are going through, is because there is a call upon your life. It's because there is an assignment upon your life. It's because there is a, a blessing upon your life that will speak. By the grace of God and to the glory of God, I was raised by a single mother. By the grace of God and to the glory of God, I came from a broken home that we tried to mend several times but refused to be mend. But I went through all those things and from house to house, I've left home since I was in primary six. But all of those things today, they have helped me to become who I am today. Maybe if I've not gone through all those hell and all those things, I wouldn't have met Jesus early in my life. I was sharing with somebody during the week that since I got on again when I was in primary six, I've been living, I led my primary school fellowship. When I was in secondary school from GSS3, I've been leading my school fellowship and I've been, I was in evening and when I was in primary six, I was in believers class, I was in follow-up, I was in counseling, I was in, um, healing and deliverance ministry i was in drama ministry i must fail my grade nine exam <laughs> because i was doing all those but all of those things was because i was homeless all of those things were because there was a hungry for god because there was a vacuum on the inside of me so all of those things happened because god called me according to his purpose some of us, the, tra the, the troubles, the trauma, the things we are going through is a ministry that God is calling you to. I was listening to a, a minister yesterday, uh, family, what they call this program on 93.9, uh, family, family focus. I was listening to one of their best clips. No, is it family focus? Or Sarah Jakes was interviewed. I, I can't remember which of what I was listening to. And the lady said it started women helping women no it was uh, an interview women helping women she said because she got pregnant when she was 14 and she had no help she was rejected she was homeless today she is a doctor she is a counselor she has her own big organization where she helped women in the whole of the united states she has staffs she has case workers so what am i trying to tell us this morning when i say good news are coming I didn't say bad breaks will not come. I didn't say some things will not. If, if, if good news comes, you are loved. Come and say, I'm loved. 
And if the other news comes, if rejection comes, if some people walk out of your life, you are called. Hallelujah. It's because there is a calling upon your life. Time will not permit me. Let me go to point number two. God is not done with you could also means God wants you to stop worrying because he's doing new things. May I tell us that there is no time that God is not working. Even when it seems he's not working. Even when it seems your prayers are not going beyond the ceiling. Even when it seems your fast is not working. Even when you put in all the counsel, all the advice you have received and nothing seems to be working. God has never stopped working. The problem with us when we pray is that we worry more than praying. We worry more than the storm that is around us. We worry more than the crisis we are going through. We worry more than the goals that is ahead of us. Than trusting God. Than seeing that God is working. Tell your neighbor, say God is working. God is working. He is always doing something. Our God is a creator. And he has not stopped. He is a creator. He creates things out of nothing. Jesus told us that we should ask anything in his name. My father in heaven will do it. It means that even if those things are not in existence, God will make it happen. Tell you about, say God has not stopped working. He's working. He's working. Even when it seems he's not working, he is working. The Bible says in Isaiah 43 verse 19, Behold, I do a new thing. The Bible says His grace are new every morning. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is walking. That you see desert, dry land, does not mean God is walking. He's walking. says in Psalms 121 verse 3 to 4 the message translation I love that you will love it the Bible says he won't let you stumble your guardian God God won't fall asleep not on your life you can fall asleep while breastfeeding you can fall asleep while reading how many of you are falling asleep while reading you are reading like this and you are dozing and you are dozing when I get to that point, I'll just close it. I say, I'm done. But the Bible says, our God, he will never fall asleep. Not on your life. Not on your matter. He's always working. Number three, what it means that God is not done with you, it means that you will finish strong. He says he's able to make you finish strong. He's able to finish the good work he has started. He said, I've spoken and I will bring it to pass. I've spoken and I will... By the way, some of us will be wondering, what's the meaning of that comma? Do you know the meaning of that comma? The Holy Spirit told me, I didn't know too. I just saw, I was just looking for a background and I saw comma and saw full stop. I said, full stop means it's finished. Comma means it's to be continued. And God told me to tell you this morning that there is no time that has full full stop behind your story. There is no time that God has dropped the pen on you. 
is to be continued. And we'll see it in the story of Naomi. Let's move fast because of our time. God is not done with you even when all things are against you. God is never done with us even when everything seems done. When all things look like, let's see the story of Naomi that we read. The Bible says concerning Naomi, the Bible says Naomi, he came back. The Bible says now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. And it happened that when they had come to Bethlehem, that all the city were excited for them. And the woman said, is this Naomi? But she said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, bitterness. Because the almighty God has dealt with me bitterly. In other words, God has been against me. Man has been against me. The weather has been against me. Immigration has been against me. Everything has been working against me. Policy, rules has been working against me. But we know the end of the story. God was never done with her. And when I read this last night, the Holy Spirit told me that the first thing in this verse is, and they came unto Bethlehem. And God told me to tell you this morning, if you ever make it to Bethlehem, it is a pointer that God has not done with you. You don't understand what I'm saying? If you ever make it to church this morning, if you ever woke up from your sleep this morning, if you ever make it alive today, it is a pointer that God is not done with you. They came over to Bethlehem. She never thought she would make it. Her husband died. Her son died. Her in-laws walked out of her. People walked out on her. She became a subject of ridicule. She lost everything. She lost love. She lost affection. She lost inheritance. Because according to the doctrine of their land, if you do not have a male child, you don't have an inheritance. So she is empty. She was empty. But yet, she made it to Bethlehem. And God told me to tell somebody here this morning, if you are still breathing, if you are still alive today, no matter what is against you, God is not done with you. The problem is that a lot of us, we are done with ourselves before God is done with us. Amen. Because they told her, is this not Naomi? They saw the glory of God upon her. They saw a beautiful woman. They saw a sweet woman. They saw grace. They saw talent. And she said, don't call me Naomi. I'm done with myself. Is that somebody's word this morning? Don't call me Naomi. Because life has not been fair to me. Don't call me this. Because I've seen so much in life. She was done with herself. And God told me to tell you this morning. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on God. People might have given up on you. Your in-laws, your friends, your family, they might have given up on you. No matter what you have lost, if you still have life, if you are still breathing, it is a sign that God is not done with you. Are you better than people that went with COVID? Are you better than people that escaped the um, erosion or the flood that happened in Baeza? Are you better than the people that Oregon did not carry their house? We are not better. So if you made it to Bethlehem, if you made it to November, it means that God 
he has a calling upon your life it means that your God your angel has not slept over your matter if you made it thus far to Bethlehem it means God is not can you hear me shake somebody beside you and say wake up wake up wake up God is not done with you hallelujah she lost everything and she gave up on herself does see amaze you that some of us we don't see the good about our lives we don't see the good in us they saw good in her they saw sweetness in her they saw a restored woman they saw a strengthened woman they saw a woman that is being restored back to the place of blessing but all she see is all that she has lost i was listening to one man that preached for one minute every morning on the radio he said that did you see how strong hurricane fiona came and wiped out and broke and destroyed so many things some people are still packing their falling trees and they are still fixing their house but he said jesus or the scripture also told us that there will be storm in life but the promise that we have as christians is that when we focus on jesus we will overcome but she didn't focus on god she didn't focus on the promise all she focused was on her loss whereby god was still working god we know the end of the story how god redeemed her how god redeemed her inheritance how god gave her a grandson that becomes the grandmother made her the grandmother of jesus christ how good god did you agree with me that naomi was loved and he was also called because all the things she went through it was a result of the love of god and because god has called her to be grandmother of jesus christ and this morning i don't know about it but god told me to tell you that he has loved you with an everlasting love don't give up on yourself don't give up on your dream time might be against you age might be against you chemicals might be against you health might be against you the policy might be against you but if you don't give up on yourself and if you don't give up on god god says he's not done with you Amen. let me end by telling us that the last meaning that the holy spirit told me god is not done with you it means that god knows the end of the story you didn't hear that God knows how your story will end. How many of you are happy this morning that God knows how my story will end? God knows how my story will end. God knows how my story will end. I might be going through bad breaks, but God knows how my story will end. And my Bible taught me that God will give me a glorious ending, a beautiful ending, a happy ending. I trust God. He knows how my story will end. My life might be in a mess now. My job might be in a mess now. But God knows how the story will end. You know the end of the story of Naomi. The Bible says that he came in contact with one of his kinsmen that later got married to uh, Ruth and she had a baby for him and he bought everything over, bought his inheritance over and gave her a life back. Gave her an inheritance back and made her the grandmother of our Lord Jesus Christ. What a glorious ending. 
God told me to tell you this morning that your story will end well. You will finish strong this year. God will give you a sweet story. For every bitter experience, for every rejection experience, God is changing your story. In the name of Jesus. I remember a time when we got married and my family, my wife and I had a great loss. It was a very big blow. We prayed, we did everything, but it happened. And while we were so down in our spirit, so low, at, if you know what it means to be at your lowest point, that you don't even know whether God exists, you are just hanging on there. The Holy Spirit ministered to my wife, and she said, God said, the story has not ended. It's not your mourning, it's not your weeping, it's not the rejection that will be the end of your story. It's just a comma. And we held on to that word. And today, God has turned our lives around. God has turned our lost into a plus, into an abundance. And today, we can look back and say, truly, the story didn't hurt there. I don't know how many of you are going through the best days of your lives or the worst days of your lives. Or you are going through a break today. Or you are going through some bombs, troubles, storms. I come to tell you this morning that God is not done with you. I come to tell you that you are loved by God and that is why you are still here. And the story has not ended. And guess what? The Bible says Naomi returned to Bethlehem during the beginning of harvest season. Get ready to enter into your season of harvest. Can you rise up on your feet this morning? Get ready to enter into your season of harvest. Into your season of celebration. Into your season of restored joy. Of restored hope. In the name of Jesus. I want you to begin to wave your hands to God this morning. Say, Lord, I thank you for harvest that is coming. I thank you for good news that is coming. I thank you for hope that is coming. I thank you for joy that is coming. Thank you, Lord, because you are working. Thank you, Lord, because you are cooking something. Thank you, Lord, because I am loved. I am loved. I am loved. I am loved. Thank you for your promise over my life. Thank you for your calling over my life. Thank you for the delays. Thank you for the bad breaks. Thank you because you know how the story will end. My story will end in testimony. My story will end in joy. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we thank you. Because we have hope in you. Lord, we thank you for the good news that is coming. Lord, we thank you because everything that has been working against us, there is a grace in this house to make us stronger. There is a grace in this house to make us finished well. There is a grace in this house to turn every bad story, every negative story into a testimony. Thank you, Jesus, because you are working on me. Thank you, Jesus, because you are building my faith. Thank you, Jesus, because you are holding my hands through this journey. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.